This is episode number 9 of The Inspiring Talk with business relationship expert Divya Parekh. Welcome guys to The Inspiring Talk. My name is Vijay Gautam. I'm host for this show. Each week I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential. I'm very excited for my guest, Dibya Parekh. Guys, Dibya is award-winning business relationship expert, in-demand motivational speaker and coach. Dibya has helped many entrepreneurs, CEOs and leaders across the continent in realizing their personal and financial goals and reaching their next level of accomplishment. She accomplishes this through her individual coaching sessions, leadership talks, workshops and books. Her latest book, Entrepreneur's Garden, has been Amazon number one bestseller internationally. This book has helped entrepreneurs to look at relationship with a whole new perspective. She has been recognized as VIP of 2013 by Worldwide Who's Who for showing dedication, leadership and excellence in leadership coaching. She has also been recognized by NAPW as VIP Woman of 2014 for outstanding leadership and commitment in coaching this lady is full of gems you might have seen her on bbc.com cbs news usa today or daily mirror in this episode we talk about how and why dibya pursued the unconventional route of entrepreneurship nine different types of relationships for wildly successful business how you can deal with tough people in your life and a lot more. Guys, make sure you share this episode with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 09 and make sure to tag me at the Red BJ Speaks on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Now, without further ado, let me welcome Dibya Parekh. Welcome back, guys. It's an absolute pleasure in having Dibya Parekh here. Hey, Dibya, welcome to the Inspiring Talk. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Gautam, for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So um, before we proceed further, Dibya, please share with my audience a little bit about your personal life. Well, currently, it's a pretty cool moment talking about a personal life. I'm visiting my dad, who has been my hero. And I have received a lot of values in my life because of my dad. So I'm visiting my dad in India. That's where I'm at mm-hmm. right now. Ooh, awesome. So can you share with us a uh, most important lesson that your dad taught you in your life? Yes. Uh, one of the best things that my da- dad taught me was that do your best. And when you look at yourself at the end of the day in the mirror, and if you can look at yourself and say, I did my best today, then you're good to go. Oh, amazing. I love that insight. You know, um, when you have your very productive day, when you are able to do a lot of things in your day and, you know, you feel that kind of, you know, sense of pride when you look at yourself on mirror, uh, you know, compared to that, when your day is unproductive and when you are not able to do anything, um, that, that, you know, gives a sense of feel of guilt or I have wasted my day kind of feeling. I love that insight there. Oh, yeah, I can share so many teachings from my dad. You know, I've seen my dad live so beautifully. He would never complain about anybody. He would just go through life no matter what the challenges were (laughs) and uh, treat everybody so beautifully. Yeah. So he has taught me so many valuable life lessons in my life. My dad is my hero. Wow. And, And it's so amazing that you are sitting next to your hero right now for this interview. Yes, my dad's sitting right next to me wow. <laughs> for this interview. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what keeps you busy at present? I mean, I'm talking about your uh, projects or works that you are doing right now. So, what keeps me busy? I have several things going on, so I'll share, you know. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether I'm speaking or whether I am supporting entrepreneurs, organizations, professionals, leaders and achievers... There are a few things that are common to my teachings. And and the reason that I say that is that it's really important when people ask you, what do you do? We just give it a title, right? Mm -hmm. 
And when you give a title, like I'm a director, I am a VP, I'm a prime minister, I'm this, I'm that. However, who are you? And this may be different from many other things you may have heard or other people may share with you. So the way I have built my introduction is that, okay, I do share, what do I do? So either I'm an international speaker, as mostly I do keynote speaking, or I may be advising my corporate clients, coaching business owners, or helping authors write their books and get published. Hmm. I have a message that is essential to bringing success to anyone. And that message has five tenets. The first is servant leadership. Second is collaboration, not competition. The third is build relationships that matter. The fourth is mindfulness works everywhere. And the fifth is night yourself. And let me expand a little bit on that night yourself. Hmm. When I was young, I was in one of the plays and the queen has this power to knight soldiers that by the power vested in me and knight you day. So when we transfer that story or that experience to real life, so many times what it happens is we allow any problems in our lives or we may even attribute our successes to somebody else. So rather than pointing it towards anybody else, the key is to knight yourself, which in short words, means own your story. Hmm. So since uh, you are talking about uh, your current status and everything that you are doing from writing book to giving presentations and seminars and coaching business leaders on leadership skills and uh, relationship management, um, but you were not like this always. You had been through the uh, you know, corporate professional. You have been corporate professional and you worked there for a while and then you came um, uh, into this new journey in your life. So can you take us there, the starting point in your life or you can say the turning point in your life? Absolutely. So I have to go back to my dad. I always saw my dad give things to others, help others out. And because of that, I've always had the desire to help others out. And then, of course, as I was a child, science always fascinated me, you know, like solving problems, finding solutions, just not let things sit there. So, yes, I do practice mindfulness. And where you accept the situation, you look at the situation with a different perspective, but at the same time, you do something about it. So from there, my journey in the science started, and I was very fortunate while I was doing my graduate program. I got the tenureship for an associate professor, and because I wanted to make a difference, people have been the common thread throughout my life. So while I was in college teaching undergrad and graduate students, I connected with them, and there were so many students who probably did not have, they were first in the generation of being in the college, they did not have the money for the tuition fees, and they were floundering around, and I connected with them, and from the place being, I can't, they went to I can, and then they moved to I did it. Wow. So, yeah. And that's the power of people, you know, I'm just a guide on the side. Whereas people, when they realize they want to bring the change in their lives, are the stars on the stage. So from there on, I moved to research labs. And again, you know, when I was in a research lab, I had this desire to come up with life-changing medication that would just help the whole world. A dreams of a youngster. It's, I'm sure, you know, each and every youngster has a dream. Yeah. But when I went into research lab, I found <laughs> one of the stories over there, one of my mentors, like one day I was really, really frustrated and I'd been doing the same experiment for probably three to four months. And I was talking with my mentor and my mentor said, do you know what does research mean, Davia? I said, research is you're doing the search. He said, no, break it up. Research. Mm-hmm. Re. Search. Sure. So that's what you're doing. You you have to keep on searching and searching until you find the answer. And sometimes it might mean you have to push your head against the wall mm-hmm. and you may feel frustrated and all that. So that was a good lesson 
that I learned from there. And as I learned, you know, I moved into pharmaceuticals. But I was very fortunate because I had research background, a teaching background. I always connected with people, people being the common thread of my life. Mm-hmm. I started and I wanted to balance my family life. So rather than moving vertically mm-hmm. in my career, I moved horizontally. So learning different aspects of pharmaceuticals, practically every aspect of pharmaceuticals. And I was very fortunate to lead multi-million dollar projects, work with clients all across the globe, and very fortunate to bring life-changing medications, four of them, to the market. And in some of them, I was involved from the concept to the launch and beyond, so which was a very, very gratifying experience. In 2008, we had an economy crash, and I think so that economy crash impacted the whole world and when the economy tumbled of course you know every industry including pharmaceutical industry was impacted as well we heard these rumors that okay you know people are going to be laid off my husband was in it at that time there were rumors going around that you know he he may be laid off too Mm -hmm. Uh, in nortel and uh, like uh, ibm you know big huge rumors and one day the things rolls in and i find that almost 70, 80 people were laid off from my work. And here I was in a corner seeing people's lives being walked away in 10 minutes. Somebody would go to the desk, just one little cardboard, and they would have to put everything that they had, like personal possessions, everything, of course, the work-related is left behind, put it in that box and being walked away at a moment's notice. And just the look on their face and just the feeling I had in my heart that, oh, I could be next. And sitting there and standing there in a corner praying, oh, dear God, let me keep my job. So after I moved from that experience at the end of the day, I could not look myself in the eyes of the mirror because here I was a person who always taught people came for me first, I realized that people had not come for me first because when it came to them versus me, I was praying for my job. That was my turning point and that was a very pivotal point in my life where I decided I am going to become an entrepreneur. Yes, I may not be able to create millions of jobs, but who knows, I may be able to create millions of jobs as well and just go that route. So. From there, the transition plan began, and and the key is to have that preparation and planning. So the transition plan became, I established my credibility and my business platform, and once that was done, Mm -hmm. I left the corporate world and stepped totally into entrepreneurship. Yeah. 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 So uh, I just can completely relate to what you just talked about, you know, pharmaceuticals since I myself is in the same uh, field, you know, uh, the bigger responsibility that you have being on that uh, industry. But what is more interesting is the way, you know, you turned that comfortable corporate life, you know, uh, and and taking the unconventional route of entrepreneurship. So I, I'm pretty sure that this journey of yours was not easy, you know. So what was the biggest challenge that you encountered in switching from corporate professional to uh, entrepreneurship? Mindset. So the mindset is, right, when you're in the corporate board, you're getting all the benefits. You're getting... Hmm. Uh, 401k, you're getting a pretty good salary, you're getting uh, medical benefits, you're also getting sick days, you are getting support systems. You have friends, even in the corporate world. You know, people make people everywhere. People make organizations, people make anything there is to it. This is my experience. And these are my thoughts. So these are the people you spend time with. Like sometimes you're working on the weekends, you're solving problems. You may have a million dollar product sitting on the column and something goes wrong. You're running around trying to fathom how can this batch 
of medication be saved? What can we do? So you're working in the quick and thin with people you are connected and also their support system. You do the job that you love to do or you do the job that you are the best at. And then you have the IT system, then you have documentation system, quality control system, QA system, supply and chain, marketing system, sales system. So you have all the systems supporting you. You have people supporting you and then you're able to excel. And that also sometimes people complain about, oh, the culture, you know, the company culture is this. Mm. Uh, there's all that complaints. But when you step into the entrepreneurship, the biggest challenge is that, oh, my. I got to wear nine hats or maybe 20 hats. Mm. I don't have any support systems. I don't have the luxury of the steady income coming in. Oh, I don't have the luxury of all the good quality systems that have already been established in organization, which hundreds of people took. Now I have to take my business mm. and run it as a business. So fortunately, because I was going through uh, my transition plan, this was a huge challenge. And now the way I overcame it was I invested in two coaches. And to this day, I have got two coaches because I'm not sure if you know Brian Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Brian Tracy yeah, yeah. is one of the biggest thought leaders. I have had the fortune to listen to him in person and meet with him as well. And he said that in this day and age, when he's at the top of his game, he has seven coaches right now. I mean, he tours the whole world. And when you think about it, that, you know, he has coached or he has spoken to thousands and thousands of people. When this gentleman is saying that he has got seven coaches, I was like, hmm, I'm on the right track. <laughs> yeah. so I invested in coaches, and what I found was that they had done the same mistakes I had done. And having them on my side helped me cut short my time. And basically, just, just to like, you know, loop the story back, I had said about mindset. Yeah. So it's about having that mindset that I'm going to be an entrepreneur no matter what it takes. So that's it's the grit. When I talk about the mindset, it's the grit mindset. When you have the grit mindset, you go after it knowing that there are going to be obstacles. However, view the obstacles as opportunities and move from there. Otherwise, it's very easy to get disheartened. And that's why so many startups fail and shut down. Um, yeah, what I, you know, uh, loved about is the way you value the importance of coaches. And uh, uh, earlier in this interview, you have also mentioned that how you were able to bring change in a student's life by uh, converting them from uh, I cannot to I did. So that is very, you know, uh, profound inside there. Like, you know, many people don't understand the importance of having coach earlier. And I, I bring a lot of successful guests in this show. And so many of them, you know, said that I wish I could have got my coach early in my life. Um, so that is a key takeaway there that it is important to have someone to guide you or someone who have walked through that path uh, to assist you so that you won't make those mistakes again um, in your journey. Since you said that you had that plan in place and uh, the turning point, you know, the idea that came into your mind that, you know, I'm going to jump into entrepreneurship. So how long did it took from, you know, initial, um, you know, thinking to actually make it happen or turn it into action? So I started action immediately. Hmm. It was because you cannot do anything without the action. So the, the key was, first of all, I sat down for the planning. Hmm. And during the planning time, I said, okay, now if I'm going to move from the corporate world, if I'm stepping into entrepreneurship, what is it that I want to do? I reflected on a lot of different things. I took a lot of assessments. 
And as I took the assessments, it tells you about, because I come from a science background, so I do believe in data. Data speaks for itself. And what I found was that I was a person, a, a leader from different aptitude tests, the personality test, a leader who really cares for people. And I said that, you know, that has been evident even when I was an associate professor. I did not have the education or training for being a coach, but that's what I was doing. And then I look upon my life in pharmaceuticals. Again, over there, I could connect with people from C-suite to people in trenches. Yeah. So people with a common thread. Hmm. And then, of course, I went for uh, coaching training, mm-hmm. which was almost a year and a half. And I'm a person who believes that to gain mastery, you've got to practice, practice, practice. So if the expectation of school is 50 hours, that you have to do coaching for 110 hours, I'm just throwing out the number. <laughs> what I will do is I will do the double of it. Ooh. Because the way I see it is that, you know, anybody who's providing those numbers are bringing the student to a level where they're comfortable. I always want to be stepping outside the comfort discomfort zone, stepping out of the comfort zone into the discomfort zone and taking myself as far as I can. And even to this day, I keep on learning. Yeah. And so, you know put all that into place and uh, continued with uh, corporate life and just started building my brand, Mm -hmm. started coaching people across six continents because I was open to opportunities and I was open to giving because to me, sincerely giving is the beginning of receiving. I, uh, because I had income coming through very comfortable income coming through corporate world, I was coaching pilot groups. I was coaching thousands of people across six continents Mm -hmm. and felt really, very, very comfortable building my mastery, learning different things. So I would say around four years that I knew that I had my systems in place for business. Mm -hmm. I had everything as much set as possible because in entrepreneur's life, there's nothing set. Neither it's set in the corporate world. Change is constant. That's the name of life. But whatever I could, I established it and then I moved out. Wow. Amazing. So um, since you have taken that leap from corporate job to entrepreneurship, what would be your suggestion to one who is willing to take that unconventional route of entrepreneurship? So my suggestion would be the first thing would be to make sure you are ready mentally. Mm. So there are three aspects, mental, physical, and spiritual. So the first thing is mental that yes, I am willing to do whatever it takes. This is this is what I want to do. So there, as I mentioned, I had taken several different aptitude tests and see if this would really work out for me or not. So that's one of the things to just do that. Okay, sometimes what happens is we have an aversion of the present situation. We want to run from it. And when you're running from something or when you're trying to avoid something, you may end up yourself in a situation where you don't like it. Hmm. So it's very important to confirm that this is what you want. And once you know this is what you want, then you create that mindset where it says, this is what I have in my future. I'll do what it takes whether it means staying up late at night, whether it means going without something, whether it means connecting with the thousand people when I don't like to talk with anyone. Basically, whatever it is, uncomfortable, I'm willing to do it. So that's mental part. Mm. Now, as part, and now again, in the mental part, another key is that I'm willing to invest in myself. And when I talk about investment, I talk about investment in good systems. I talk about an investment in good processes, investment in good coaches, investment in marketing tools that will help you get started right. And now when we are talking about the investment, it's also making sure that you have a financial plan. 
It's very important to have a financial plan along with the passion. I say light up your passion because passion is what that makes me up every single morning. But yet at the same time, it's important to have a financial plan with it. And then physically, know that, that you're going to be staying in good shape, eating proper, resting proper, because you don't have sick leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have sick leave anymore. And it's really important that you stay fit because you're the one. And also, you know, you, you're supposed to take care of yourself. That's what you wanted when you were back in the corporate world. So now when you step into entrepreneurship, it's more important. And then the third thing is also find that contentment in what you're doing. Mm. Because if that passion is not there, then you just become a piece of automated machine. Yeah. That's the sole part that I always talk about. That that's where this. So it's it's a basically a triangle of three. Gotta satisfy all three. Yeah, I just love what you talked about the mental strength. Particularly, you know, you should uh, ensure that you are well prepared to take that uh, uh, new route. And there is no security. There is no support system. It's uh, you. There, yes, definitely, there are going to be people who would be willing to help you and uh, support you. But you don't have that kind of luxury of being on corporate job uh, when you jump into entrepreneurship. And as you rightly said, you know, there is no sick leave. I recall that one of my guests in this podcast told me that you know you jump to entrepreneurship by leaving. You know. Um, I, I will put it uh, the other way. He told me that, you know, you leave 9 to 5 job to work 24-7. You know, now you are well established in your uh, new journey and you are a speaker and have coached a lot of people in your life. The very, uh, you know, the very basic thing you talk about is finding your why or finding your purpose. How do you think having a well-defined purpose helps one in achieving their dreams or goals finding the purpose in life helps you because think about it as i mentioned earlier life is constant in the sense that change is constant nothing is constant in life change is the name of game and when you want to bring an a game you want to bring an a game to what you're doing to do that, what is it that drives people? Like, you know, people get jobs. But from getting jobs, okay, look for salary. Let's let's look at that. Let's look at corporate life first. Once they're looking for good position, and if you go into deep, they're looking for status. Yeah. It's just not salary. So, so if somebody were to be told, let's say somebody has done MBA, and they say that, oh, you know what, we are going to give you the position of a doorman, but will give you a salary of a director. Will you take it? Well, some people may take it, but I can tell you most people, if they have put in a tons of education, they will not go for it. Because their bias, you know, they want to get into the world. They want to make an impact. They want to make a difference. They want to share. They're bubbling with all these ideas that they have learned during their school. And they want to put it into wheels, right? They want to see take those wheels of ideas and put them into motion. And that's the reason people want to do it. Or secondly, let's say, why do you want to write a book? Yeah. So for me, writing a book is all about helping people. My why is helping people. And when your why is clear, everything's driven by it. My whole day is driven by my why. It becomes the compass. It becomes the driving force to your North Star. And most of us want happiness. Most of us want freedom, good things in life. But everything you boil down, when you do like five whys on each and every single thing is to be happy. At the end of the day, we do everything to be happy. And then when you have your why, then you are being happy throughout the day because you are aligned in your actions, you're aligned in your thoughts with your why. And that's the reason it's important to have your why because your why helps you move through your what and how. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I just recall, you know, um, the golden circle of Simon Sinek. He explains it uh, very beautifully, you know, start with why and how and what will fall in place when your why is clear. Um, so are there any, you know, tools or maybe technique that you may like to share to people who would like to, you know, go ahead and find their purpose or find their why? Tools or techniques for finding their why. Here's what I would tell you is I do have one goal setting report. Yeah. It's called visioning and I can share the link with you and that will help you walk through it. Like, you know, for the why it's a, it's, it's a long process to talk about it for us in the short period of time. But few simple things is that why is something that will permeate in two lines. If I had to say something about it in two lines, your purpose is something beyond money. The purpose is beyond something. Hmm. Happiness. Purpose is something that fills your belly with fire. And even if somebody wakes you up in the middle of night and says, BJ, you got to do this. And you get up smiling and say, yes, I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. And that's a short definition. But to find it, it can be a little challenging. Uh, but I'm happy to share my goal setting. It's not exactly like, you know, taking you towards your purpose, but it very much helps you look into the future and develop what's your vision. And vision is, okay, I may be 20, I may be 30, I may be 40, I may be 50, I may be 60, I may even be 80. Mm -hmm. Is my life done? No, your life's not yeah. done. Whatever time is left, how do I want to live? See, you know, we talk about living and lot of uh, going for vacation and going for good food, going to restaurants is awesome. And it is awesome. I mean, you know, I love yeah. food as well. But what about the time, the rest of the time that's gone? The key is to live life, not past life in every moment of the day. And of course, it doesn't happen in every moment of the day. I can tell you I'm work in progress. Uh, the way I see myself is as a, a highway, good foundation, but there's constant work on it. But the key is that working on it and... So that report is visioning and goal charting that will really help your audience and listeners to get very close to their why. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, coming forward to share that. I would definitely link that up on show note of this episode at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash zero nine. So now let's switch a gear to your book or your recent project, uh, Entrepreneur's Garden. And, and in... Uh, this interview, earlier in this interview, you said that those five key elements or key uh, segments that you are working on, and one of those were relationship. And you describe relationship so beautifully in your book. You not only talk about relationship with people, but it other different types of relationship. Can you please share a bit about the way you look at relationships? My pleasure, Vijay. The way I look at relationships is that I feel relationships make your life very rich. Relationships, whether it's with yourself, with your time, with money, or with people, they add richness, joy, and love, and connection to life. Because think about it. You know, when you're doing things on your own, then, yeah, Things are fun, but when you're doing things with friends, they're more fun. Especially when you always say that, you know, the joy shared is the joy multiplied. So similarly, it's about the relationships. It's just not about doing the relationships uh, in such a way that it brings you joy, but it also brings growth. It brings learning, having a deeper connection, not just having relationships on the surface. And... So many times, you know, we are just friends, we meet for parties, we meet all the weekend, and then we're done. But knowing a person, what's really happening with them, 
knowing about that person, what are their interests, what is it that really makes them happy, what is it that drives them, what is their why, because when you're really interested in somebody's life in a good way so that you can support them, you can cheer them, you can be your friend's champion, helping them move forward in their passion pursuit. So when that happens, you end up learning yourself. So the key is in a relationship, when you give, you get more. And this may sound very contrary that, oh, if I keep on giving, how am I going to get? You'll be surprised. When you give to others, just something, somewhere, somehow, it all comes back together. Um, yeah, and apart from, you know, the relationship with the people, you talk about, you know, you gave a whole new dimension in a relationship uh, that you talk about in your book, Entrepreneur's Garden. So uh, can you take us there and share with us uh, uh, very briefly about those relationships? Absolutely. So the way, uh, the way I look at things is that each and every person has their own garden, whether you're an entrepreneur, professional, leader, a politician, scientist, whoever you are, you have your own garden and how are you going to tend to it? And the more beautifully you grow that garden, the more beautiful your life is. And there are nine elements of life, especially in an entrepreneur's life. When they're in balance, that's when the magic happens. So for example, the first relationship is with yourself. When you are in the state of genius, when you are in your zone of genius, when you are in that flow, you will find that your performance, your connection with people, your passion shines out. You are very happy. Not only you are happy, you are driving the life of your car in the best gear. You are standing out. People are watching you and people look up to you. Then there's second is relationship with time. When you develop that deep and rich relationship with time, what you're going to find is that you will have more quality time in your life on a day-to-day -day basis, just not when you're going for vacation. You will find the quality time because you respect time, the time that you spend with your children, or the time you spend with your friends, the time you spend with your parents, or the time you spend with your partner or your team. That time becomes valuable. And when the time becomes valuable, when that relationship has been set, in depth, you will find that you really enjoy time, you're living life, you are thriving. Similarly with money, how do you look at money? It's so important. If you're just looking at money for grabbing it for your own purposes, then the process of accumulating it is not as enjoyable when you also go for the money for the purpose of giving. That yes, I want the money for myself. I want to have the quality life that I desire. And it's important to know that everyone deserves a quality lifestyle. It's okay to have a quality lifestyle. But at the same token, if you're helping somebody else, you'll find that that your joy multiplies. Then we have talked about the relationships with people. Now, in people, there are three categories that falls underneath it. One is the relationship with your clients because you're serving them. If especially as an entrepreneur, if you are looking for the greater good of your client, you will find that your clients become your champions. They will talk to you and say, we love you, and they will share about your services with others. So it's again based on giving. And of course, the book goes into way more details than I can share right now. And the next is relationship with team. Whether the, the team is only of two people or five people. As an entrepreneur, you may be working with a graphic designer. You may be working with a web designer. You may be working with a copywriter. You may be working. You may be outsourcing so many different things. You may have a virtual assistant. You may have a coach. So that can be your team. Or you may have people that you have hired. So when you have a rich relationship with your team, the team will work as if it's their company. And when they work to bring the company up, when everybody brings the company up, the company outshines. Then the third is relationship with partners. How are you building that relationship with partners? 
Are you giving them the respect they deserve? Are you having those difficult conversations? There are possibilities that, you know, your partners may not be pulling their weight as you expect them to. And you're not having that conversation. So by not having the difficult conversations, you're doing a disservice to yourself and to others. The other relationships that I would like to mention is one is relationship with results. That success comes. But what are you doing with that success? It's important to measure the success. It's important to learn from those results. When you do that, you're able to sustain success as well as scale up. Because as an entrepreneur, you may desire to grow or you may not desire. But when you build from that model, you will be able to scale up your business. Then the remaining two relationships, one of the relationships is with legacy. Just don't leave something behind when you are planning to die. I say live your legacy every single day. And that's why knowing your why is so helpful. When you live your why, you are living your legacy. Because in what you do, your sharing of yourself will show. And living your legacy, you know, you can be a leader anywhere. You can be a leader while you're on the train. Give a spot to someone. You may see an older person standing and maybe you're sitting on the train. Stand for another 30, 40 minutes and let the gentleman sit on the train. The leadership is finding small acts of kindness in everyday, day-to-day life. Mm. It could be from helping a mom with a younger child or helping your colleague. You may find that, you know, your colleague has a deadline and he has like 10 reports to complete. And helping him out or helping her out. It's showing respect to other people. It can be done in so many different ways. And one of the simplest ways I'll share is just smile. We walk on the road as if, yes, these are strangers. I don't know them. However, think about it. If you give a simple smile to someone, they will smile. And when they smile, they release the good hormones in their body. You also release good hormones in the body. So when you're smiling at someone, you're doing yourself a favor and you're doing a favor to themselves. So it's, it's very reciprocal. It's so easy to be a leader wherever you are. And then the last relationship I've talked about is the relationship of death. And I address relationship of death in two different ways. One is we have become such a sterile society that the death seems far, far away. It's not the case. It's important to know that we have limited number of years. And that number of years could be 20, 30, 50, 70, 100, 120. And who knows, maybe with the advent of science, you may have up to 150 or 200 years. Now, but what matters is what you do between that end point and now, wherever you are at, what is the quality of life that's happening? And if that's the quality of life that's good, while you're respecting death, you allow your life to blossom. You enjoy your life. Don't go through life thinking you're an immortal. So that is just one aspect. And the other aspect I talk about is we die every single day because of our fears. Mm. We let our fears stop our actions. So just one simple solution I can share with you about this is so many times what happens is that we want to go after our passion. We want to go after our, so I'll share a story about one of my clients. We want to give to people. We want to inspire, influence, and impact others. So one of my clients started writing a book and then she said, what if people reject my book? What? If people don't like my book, what if what I write, what if they don't consider me as an expert? What if, what if, what if, what if? And she worked with me for maybe like a couple of sessions and she was not ready to let go of it. And then she and I sat down together and I told her that if she's not willing to continue and do the work, I did not want to drag on the relationship because I want success stories on my hand. I want people to be ready to shine in their own light 
and help other people. And I told her, whenever you're ready, we can continue the partnership. And her fear has stopped her from writing her book. And I can tell you, her book can help millions of people. But because of that fear, she'll not move past that. So here she is, but she's dying because of that fear. She cannot step into her zone of genius. So that's one of the deaths that I talk about in the book. Yeah, I mean, I really love the way you have given relationship a whole new perspective in your book. You know, it's it's not only about the relationship. You know, when when we talk about relationship, uh, most of us, you know, try or you know understand that in terms of relationship with people. But you have broken them down into nine different kind of amazing relationships uh, that one can have as an entrepreneur or one should be knowing and mastering as an entrepreneur uh, to be successful so guys make sure you pick her book the book is entrepreneur's garden it's amazon bestseller and it is well received by her readers and it has benefited a lot of people so would you like to add anything on that divya absolutely uh, since you have so kindly mentioned to your audience for picking up the book what I want to do is I believe in my book. I believe in my message that it's going to make a difference in your life, that I'm willing to share a $50 worth of hidden motivator success assessment with you for free. If you share the receipt with me in an email and I will share the link with BJ, BJ can include it in the quote in your Sure yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. Thank you for the gift that you are giving uh, to my listeners. And I'm pretty sure the assessment that you have created with a lot of work and a lot of research is definitely going to help people in uh, assessing their mental state if, if they are ready for entrepreneurship or things like that. And you also mentioned that, you know, that is going to uh, help them in a way to uh, find their purpose. So I'm going to link that on the show note of this episode at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 09. Guys, make sure you check that out. Go get her book. And meanwhile, you will get that free gift or assessment uh, that Dibya has created. So now we will talk about, like, you know, in your book, you talk about uh, a relationship with people. So, you know, there are people who, there are tough people rather in our life or in our business. So how can one deal with tough people? Uh, there could be people who we don't want to have relationship with and they are annoying us uh, in a way. Uh, so how can we deal with those kind of you know negative people or you may like to say tough people? Yes, that's a great question. It's, a, it's about having the right people in your life. So there are two things that can be done. So first you have to assess what, where are these people coming from, right? So it, let's say there can be negative people in your family. So family is something that if you're living with someone, it's very hard to throw them out of your life. Now that said, what you can do is not talk about your business to them because if they're going to put your business down, then there is no point in talking to them about the business. That's one of the things. Another thing is to sit down with that person and say, okay, let me see where you're coming from. I'm going to give you the platform to share your thoughts and opinions. For once, I'm not going to keep on repeating this several times. Let's sit down and see where you are coming from. So give them the time of pure listening without judgment and see if they have any relevant points. Listen to them and... Maybe sometimes they may have relevant points. And then if they do have relevant points, you can thank them and say, I will definitely take your points under consideration. And after sometimes, you know, people are just negative. Then you can say, thank you. I appreciate your feedback. But on this one, we have to learn to agree to disagree peacefully. And let's not have a conversation after that. So this way, you know, you are laying the clear foundation of expectations with people. So it's, again, building that relationship. Because what's happening is when you talk about tough people or negative people, you're letting them drive 
your life, which does not work because negativity is such that the negativity can pull you down. Negativity can start having you doubt yourself. And that's where when we started, that was one of the first things I had said was that as an entrepreneur, it's important to have that mindset to do whatever it takes to be one because people love to give advice in all cultures. And some, most of the times from what I've seen is people give it from goodness of their heart because they sincerely believe they love you. They sincerely believe they may be your friends and they want to give you advice because they're thinking that you're not doing the right thing, but they're not coming from the right place. So those are the few things. And this is also such a case by case basis with Vijay, because, you know, every person could be different. Like, and if a person is doing out of jealousy and vendetta, then of course you just disregard them. And again, it's important to sit down and have a conversation that, Hey, look, what you're saying may be right for you. It is not right for me. We are still going to be friends. We are still going to live peacefully, but we'll not be having conversation about my entrepreneurship. And that's where, again, preparation comes into place that when you're talking about investment and all that, it's sitting down and doing the foundation wherever you are at. What does it take to do? Like create the foundation like a house. As you build a house, you build entrepreneurship. Yeah, I what I just uh, loved about what you said is like drawing that line between the people that, you know, as you rightly said that, you know, we are going to be friends and we are going to be as good as we are now, but we are not going to talk about entrepreneurship. If those people are always trying to drain your energy or, you know, divert you from what you are trying to do. I love that. Hey guys, I'm excited for Enlightening Round and you should be as well. Divya is dropping a lot of value for you. Before we proceed to the Enlightening Round, I would like to take a moment to make a small request with you. If you love listening to this podcast, make sure you subscribe to the Inspiring Talk on Apple Podcast app or your favorite app on iPhone or Android so that you won't miss amazing interviews like this in future. You can find all the resources mentioned in this episode such as books, links and personalities on show notes of this episode over at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 09. That is theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 09. So Dibya, are you excited about Enlightening Round? Sure. Okay, let's do this. So Dibya, what inspires you to do everything that you do? What inspires me is my passion, my passion of helping others, because I will tell you every single time when I help a person and when I see their eyes light up with the aha moment or when they have a success and when they come smiling to me, when they share, whether it's on the I am on Facebook or on text message on the phone or whether it's in person. And when I see that I have made a difference in somebody's life. And think about it. It's not only that person that I'm impacting. I'm impacting people around them. Now, this person is working at a higher vibration level. They're working at a higher energy level. Whether they're sitting in the train, whether they're going in school, whether they're going to a corporation, wherever they're going, they're going with that high energy level of confidence. Other people are going to get impacted. And my goal is to impact as many lives as possible. I love that. So, Divya, which one daily habit of yours do you believe has been game changer for you in your success? Okay, we're talking about one daily habit. And what I'll share is that one daily habit in my first waking hour every single morning, I do mindfulness meditation where there is no electronics, no phone calls, no answering to emails, no Facebook, nothing. But it is the connection with myself, listening to the silence, doing mindfulness meditation that preps me for the whole day. That's what has helped me. Well, I love that. You know, uh, when you are entrepreneur, there are a lot of things going on on your head and it's important to disconnect from the distraction and take a moment for yourself. I love that. Um, so which one book 
or maybe couple of books according to you is must read for every entrepreneur so so like the couple of definitely books that i would say to read is one is think and grow rich by napoleon hill it's a timeless classic and i would say go ahead and start out with that and the second book i would say is the entrepreneur's garden so divya if you have to leave or come through this journey all over again what are those three things that you would have done differently the three things that i would have done differently would be one i would have invested in a coach much earlier than i did because what had happened was that you know before i had invested in my coach i was making a lot of different mistakes and learning on my own mistakes nothing wrong with that but it was taking a whole lot longer but i ended up buying different wrong systems so because i did not invest in the right person at the right time i invested in the wrong system so that's one of the things i would do the second would be i would invest in the right systems from the get go because even though yes we are solopreneurs or you have an entrepreneur but you still need the right systems and then the third thing that i would do is outsource quite a few i outsource a lot of things now but i would outsource a whole lot more things than what i was doing when i started out so divya you are creating a lot of amazing valuable content and doing everything that you can to uplift people around you so now can you share with my audience where they can find more about you and your book absolutely they can find me so if they have any questions you know you can reach out to me at contact c o n t as in tom a c t as in tom at divya d i v y a parek p a r e k h dot com so th- that's my email address and you can find more about me on my website it is www.divyaparekh.com and if you go on amazon and you if you search in you know, a books by divya parekh you will see several books that have been written by me and all my books are present on amazon go ahead guys and reach out to her i'm going to link up all the website and her books on the show notes of this episode you can find uh, all the links that we have mentioned and books that we have talked about in this uh, episode on show notes of this episode at theinspiringtalk.com for us last 09 and now the before i say goodbye uh can you please give a last piece of advice that you would like to leave to my audience absolutely first of all i would like to thank you bijay for the opportunity for sharing what i know with your audience so appreciate that they and thank you for doing all you're doing thank you so much for bringing yeah. this opportunity for growth yeah. for your audience because sometimes we may not have the opportunity so thank you for doing that work and what i would love to leave your audience with is every single day think about how can i grow and how can i help others grow because think about it when we grow and when we help others grow growth happens and just i will share a very small story that especially if you find a pool of water right that has just been sitting you'll find that it gets dirty a stagnant water is no good you'll find there are mosquitoes bugs growing out of it but whereas when you see a spring water that's running through you can drink from it and your life stays blossoming yeah the bear i enjoyed this amazing conversation with you thank you for everything that you are doing to help people around you and to help entrepreneurs and i would like to thank you for taking out your time to inspire my audience by sharing your journey thank you so much thank you bijay for the opportunity thank you for doing all you are doing yeah 
I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. And if you enjoy listening to this, make sure to share with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 09. There are some tweetables on the show notes. Make sure you tweet them and don't forget to tag me at the rate BJ Speaks on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I'd love to know that you are listening to this podcast. And finally is Divya rightly said, invest in people, invest in building relationship with people who already walked the path you want to walk. One meaningful connection can help you achieve your wildest dreams and change your life. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.